people's pain is, is where they're like, yeah. I don't like my life. I'm stuck because I have to have this job because now I have this house. Yeah. What do I do now? How do I get unstuck? Right. Well, and I think I want to say in a positive way, and what if going into that life, you know, takes years. Yeah. You know, you don't reinvent yourself in three months or six months. But here's the point, and use that saying I heard years ago. It's who you're becoming in the process. Yes. You know, it's not just the life you want on the other side that you're hoping to live, and that's awesome. It's you're going to be a different person when you get there. You just will be. Well, that's, I think, I think that's something I've come to, the last couple years, come to realize is, like we saw, you know, that guy that said you're going to be like, you shake tenderizer and I can make you a different right. person. Yeah. I think that's what's, that's when you have a desert experience or a, a season of, uh, uh, right. I hate this. Why, it's not, why is nothing happening? Why is it so hard? Just those hard places. Yeah. Then you don't, that's all you feel. Yeah. You don't know that there's stuff happening to you. Right. All you can feel is the pain of, I'm stuck and I don't like it. Right. So it's only when you get further, you can kind of look back. You have to, in order to be able to look back, which is a lot more clarity when you look back. Right. It takes a while to get to the other side of being able to finally look back. Enough stuff has to happen. Well, in our case, and you can share that too, that prophecy was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. I've been here over 10 years, and it happened before we moved to Cleveland. Yep. And we were in Cleveland for nine. Yep. Well, it was in, uh, we moved in 90. Or in, That's a really long time. We moved in 99. I think you want to tell people to take 20 years to change your life. Well, but no, there was some movement along that, the way. You know, in the context of you saying, you know, in, in the journey, you look, this isn't the first time we looked back at that and right. saw that it was happening. But in the journey, you hail back to things like that, in our case. You know, getting this crazy word from God, and uh, I like these spots. Hi guys. I know. I like like when they go in front of you the whole time, like it's like like you're a royalty in there. Oh, you're still around. Hi guys. We got babies on the side of the house again. Yeah. Just a plain old blackbirds. Aww. Mom was in there, poked her head out. She was making the bed. She had stuff in her thing. She looked at me. Right. I'm like, I'm not gonna hurt you. It's okay. You <laughs> heard those two or three or I don't know four. They're just screaming for Aww. dinner. Love that. They love that box. Same kind of bird gets in there. Huh. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think part of it's that. So I told, you know, what I use with students is I would say, listen, you're smarter than you realize. You're smarter than you let on. It's just the way, for a number of reasons, we're shy about that. And one of the big reasons is because you need to be in a group that's interested in what you have to say you know we don't all process verbally 
Well, no, we do. We all process verbally. We don't all process verbally to the same extent. But there's something powerful. And one way you see it is that you get into, you know, interesting, relevant, you know, conversation. And you start to find out, you know, a lot more. Of course, my my case study for 15 years has been the the life coaching, you know. I mean, it's a big deal for the man because... It's like, wow, I never thought I would get all of this out of this experience. I'm like, it's all out of you, man. Yeah, it's all I mean, in it's there. It's been in you. Uh -huh. It's your story and what you love. And, you know, someone just needs to help you make the connections and help you see the themes. and Uh-huh. Because your life is a story. And, frankly, be insistent upon honoring where you've done really well in your life. That's about where you, I bump into some of the most you know, the, the strongest resistance. So, you know, I almost have to be crafty and, you know, several times in different ways throughout the three, four days of letting the man see, yeah, like, you know, and your own story is the evidence of it. I'm, no, I'm not over here blowing sunshine, uh -huh. you know. And so that's just absolutely proof positive that, you know, we're not as clueless as we think. And I'm not putting us down. I mean, I know I included me and I, I've got more whatever, more experience in some ways, but there's men that have been stuck for years, you know, and that's a hard place to be. And so, I mean, how we can help people on a video, I don't know, but, um. Well, I think the first thing would be, you, you, you can't, if you do nothing, nothing will happen. You can't wishfully think something's going to happen and change. Because yeah. it's not. So any change you want to make, that's when you probably bring up the whole resistance to change formula, whatever that is that you yeah. say. You know. Yeah. So, that's... That's when you bring that up and you go, okay, well, that means there's going to take some kind of energy, emotional, spiritual, even physical, to go, okay, I've got to do something that puts something in motion, even a conversation with someone or seeking a counselor or a life coach, which actually is a great plug for your life coach, you know. You yeah. Know, you can offer a 20-minute yep. session. Well, I mean, the, the main point is look at your life. Yeah. And it's really it's hard to do that. You, you know, you and I talk about it, and I haven't looked at your life nearly as much as I could, you know? Yes. I mean, you you know, and vice versa. I mean, we we can spend the rest of our marriage, you know? Yep. So it's not this one-time thing. It's, you know, live a life that examines your life. And I think... Yes, for sure. I mean, if, if you really want to go after it, then you do something intentional that has a framework, that has a process, that, you know, literally requires you in a place at a date and time doing stuff. For sure. That that gets you to do it. That's why people use personal trainers, you know, yeah. many times. Yeah, they may show them some things that are 
more helpful for them in terms of movement and exercise. But the, the thing is, is they got an appointment. They've got to be there because the trainer's waiting for them. And so there's that. But the other part is, is just you kind of become more of the, and I've been in, in and out of season with this, but just you're reflective. Father, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm on 287 South and this memory comes and you're like, what is that? Why? And, you know, you find out that... Look at the flowers. Yeah. Pink, blue, yellow. There they are. That's what you're wondering, and there they are. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. The memory comes. Well, I'm just saying, so, yeah. I mean, the point is, you have to... The, it's in you. It's in your story. It's in your life. There are intentional things you can do, and not just once, but many times. And then it's also... Can you trust that you, you know, that God can just bring those things up? And he is bringing them up. We do have memories. We just usually, like a movie, go, oh, yeah, that was a good movie. And you don't think why. Say way with a, an important memory. You know, it seems to come with some weight or uh-huh. something. And uh-huh. Yeah, and said, so oh, you know who I was thinking about the other day, or what else, I mean, or, wow, I haven't thought about that in years, and I said, well, why? So, so what is God saying about Dorothy Stefan at Miley's? Wow. <laughs> Split pea soup. Split pea soup. You feel like you're in a fog. <laughs> well, for me, it was waking up and having a cool, cloudy day, and feeling like northern Michigan, and having those memories, and... Thinking of hot soup at lunch. Mm-hmm. Look at that little guy. Look at that little. Oh yeah. First one up. Yep. Missed him on the way out. I think that is the most poignant message of. Yep. I mean, who da, uh, Who was I talking to the other day? Someone was telling me. Really? I don't know. Someone on my Arbon team was saying. The more I talk to everybody, everybody hates their job. It was Teresa. Most people don't do not like their job. And yet they're doing it most of their life. And they have to. But there are options. It's just that there are harder options. And I just think that is... I think that is where the pain is. That people will stop and listen to some advice. Well, here's the crazy part. There may be uh, a major, you know, misfit on the job, but, and so for sure there can be change there. But when you're about something and just more alive to something in your life that does fit you, it has nothing to do with your paycheck, you tend not hate your job as much. Uh-huh. So when we say we hate our job, I think what we're saying is we just, we're just not in movement at all. Yeah, you know, we're clueless. We don't have the energy and the life that comes from going. Wow, I really got some insight. I know what it is. I, you know, and you're alone in it, and usually are lonely in it. And and of course, when you're in that place, then everything sucks. Um, yeah. And again, it can change to. It can lead to occupational change right but when you have something to look forward to what let's say you're you know you're talking about starting something new and so at lunchtime 
there's, you know, you're like, hey, dude, I'll call you. I can't talk anymore tonight. I got to put the kids to bed, but I'll call you at lunchtime tomorrow. It's like you get through your morning if you're in a cubicle, right? right. And you're like, oh, I'm going to talk to Joe tomorrow. we got, you know, a couple more hours here, and I'm done with this. We're going to do lunch, and I don't know. I, I think you're right. It kind of gives you life into the areas that feel dead just because there's movement. There's right. something to look forward to. Whether it's not Absolutely. the big plants, not it's not, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go get the lake house. Right. It's all the little steps that get you there. Well, and that kind of takes us back to the topic of why dreams are helpful and they give you life because, you know, why is that guy got to call that guy tomorrow? I mean, you know, he's interested or they're going to do something together or he needs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you've got something interesting to talk about. You know, uh-huh. with others, and so the dream is the dream. Whatever it is you want, and you hope to experience it, and if you get to, that'll be a, a special thing. But it's also just again what what that feeds. You know what I think that would years. be. You know I think that'd be good is I'm seeing these thistles, and it's reminding me of Mindy, of like the, this castle dream. She said that took seven years when she was first wow. thinking about that. That's. That's a great story. She'd be great to interview. Yeah. Like, how did that go? You know? That's not like a career change. It's just something was planted in her that gave her life for years. Yeah. Still gives her life after. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you get, I mean, there's so much wrapped up in that story. Then you get the the whole heroic adventure. You get the... What do you call that? The the heroic... Like a quest or something? No, yeah, but you're on a quest, right? It's the three things of the story, right? Battle to fight. Adventure to live. Adventure to live. And a... Hottie to rescue. There you go. Well, and then the, the shared fellowship. That's what I'm thinking. Like the heroic fellowship. The people that surround you. Right, yeah. That was, you yeah. know, she went and did that on her own. That'd be awesome. First of all, it wouldn't would be really hard to do. Second of all, it wouldn't be as fun if you don't share it with someone. Right, and to be straight up, I mean, you know, I mean, I wasn't very heroic with that. I didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, I just didn't see how it could happen is my point, you know? Uh-huh. So Mindy had to go it on her own for a while. Yeah. But she did share some words with God and even took pictures of some scripture and stuff. And sent it, and then we were like, okay, like we're excited about that. Again, I don't know how that's going to happen, but she had to go it alone for a while. Yeah, for yep, sure. Yeah. Um, and then the first year she wanted to kind of, you know, do it, it was to end up just, it wasn't realistic, and not enough had been done, and, you know, it was too far into the year. But the next year, you know, because she had, I don't even remember what the story was. But I don't either. She'd had a couple of conversations, found something. Because remember we had that one talk, and I don't think it was, it might have been discouraging, but it was like, listen, we're all over this. But you remember we were like, you know, this is what it's going to cost. Like, we're going to take your dream seriously and look at right. numbers. Yeah, I do remember that. And it was like, okay, this is not going to happen this yeah. year. It can't happen this yeah. year. Right, I do remember that. Part. Yeah. That was discouraging. But it happened the very next year. Right. So it's like you go through the valley of reality 
of making it happen is going to cost a lot, either money or financially or personally. Right. And the cool thing about that story, and I would imagine that's true in every well, it is true in every story like that with Mindy, is that was a combination of stuff she could not have made happen, right? I mean, that's the transcendent, yeah. you know, she had no idea when they say yes to having a couple people stay at their home at a conference that, you know, he's a, you know, an African, what was it, Nigerian man or something, and and he owns a castle in Scotland. <laughs> and, I mean, they didn't live in Scotland. Right. You know, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. But I'm saying that that is completely unorchestrated. Yeah. Didn't see that coming blown away you know and it took her a while to get the courage to talk to him about it and and you know dream like but my point is that's a combination of there's no way that that was totally out of her control and then there was the stuff that is man I gotta do this and this is hard you know uh-huh. And that's the stuff with God. So I don't think God just supernaturally makes things happen like you don't have to do anything. It's, I'm going to supernaturally do these things and give you these dreams. But then guess what? You get to show up and whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Save the money. Get the training. Ask the hard questions. Well, and sacrifice because they gave up all their tickets that they could use to travel a lot of fun places and got us all there. Right on their dime, you know, their miles. That was sacrificial. So there's that too. Well, and to think of the stories of the women, the experiences they had during that week, and then, my golly, for at least a couple of years, you, you were still getting, and I didn't get, I was, you know, as a guy, I wasn't that involved, but even me, I, you know, she was getting really cool stuff months and months later from those women. Uh-huh. I mean, God set in motion some things. I mean, it, yeah. So, yeah, that's a great example. And of course, we all got to go to Scotland, so <laughs> that didn't hurt her. No, oh, my gosh. Uh, I want to go back. Well, it's looking a little like Scotland right now. No, that's what I was thinking this morning. That little, that little. Is it, uh, is it here? Yeah, I'll show you. No, it's over there. There's this one area where all the grass was like laid down and it was really dark, dark, almost brown, greenish. Yeah. And it just looked like, oh, this does look like Scotland. Well, this was not as green a week ago. So, that hard rain that one night. Ooh, we got some rest. Oh, my finger 